Gabe. Hey, Steve. Hey, it's been a minute. Thanks for coming. I'm happy to. Yeah. <laughs> we have somebody here with us today. We're going to say that from the beginning. It's me. We it's do. me. Who is it, Steve? <laughs> it's Matt. Can I say your last name? I think so. Or should I just, <laughs> should I just keep it Matt? For, uh, no. For the sake of your anonymity. It's Matt Amick. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. First time. First time. Yes. Or the second time, depending on when this episode falls in line. <laughs> um, this is for two years from now. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything else we could talk about on the front? Can we just say, like, hope the world's still doing well. <laughs> hope it's still around. Yeah. Hope everybody's still happy and healthy. It's also a question for when you want to have this set in the world of the cult podcast. Like, if we're talking about is today, it, there's it, a lot of gaming news that's been happening. Oh, we're doing a video game today. Yeah. Not spoilers for those of you that clicked on it because of the Oops. title, but <laughs> for all the blind listeners. Yeah. Today we're doing a little video game called Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. I don't think Harry Potter's in the title, is it? It's not. It's just Hogwarts yeah, Legacy. It's just... Which is smart because it's based on the Harry Potter universe that exists because an author named J.K. Rowling mm. wrote books called Harry Potter. Should we talk about that? <laughs> Yeah, how much groundwork? Because it's kind of insane. Maybe well, one of the most iconic and recognizable IPs of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What is Harry Potter? I think all the listeners are wondering. We should talk about that, and then we'll get to the place we're going. Home? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Home. I really like that there's a listener out there that clicked on this to hear about Hogwarts Legacy and hasn't heard of Harry Potter. <laughs> I guarantee you... There's got to be somebody. Yeah. Especially our base. It's a wildly... <laughs> Uh, eclectic. We have a, have a large listening <laughs> following in, yeah. in India. Lots of different people all over the world, really. I also like that then the only thing they'll know about Harry Potter is however it's about to be described right now. <laughs> Stephen, this is really important what you're about to say next. <laughs> Harry Potter. Where okay. is he from? J.K. JK Rowling was a British woman. <laughs> was. <laughs> <laughs> she's no longer with us. Uh, no, she's still here. But it's okay. J.K. Rowling, British woman who had a dream and the dream was to build out a world and she did so in her mind and then wrote it all down in seven books that collection of books is harry potter and if you don't know anything about harry potter you could read the books you could watch the films or you could google it or so, you could just listen to this or you could yeah. yeah and the premise of harry potter is a young boy who turns 11 he finds out he's a wizard mm -hmm. and then he becomes acquainted with a whole slew of a wild cast of characters really a whole wizarding world a whole wizarding world as he gets thrust into the wizarding world he encounters a bunch of different adventures he finds out that someone's trying to kill him <laughs> And pursuing him for seven books. A real bad dude. A real, <laughs> real, real bad dude named uh, Tom Riddle or Voldemort, a.k.a. He Who Must Not Be Named. And then uh, he also goes to school, a wizarding school for witches and wizards. Mm -hmm. Warlocks. Are they called warlocks? No, they're called no, they're just wizards. wizards. Yeah. And uh, the school is called Hogwarts. In the wider canon universe that J.K. Rowling established... She's gone in multiple different routes, routes, since writing the seven books. She wrote three films that take place about a hundred years before the events of Harry Potter. They are called 
Fantastic, fantastic Beasts. There you go. <laughs> I was like, Finding Beasts? What is it called? <laughs> They're called the Fantastic Beasts films. They starred a dude who was very popular at the time and has since not been as popular because of those films, I think. Eddie Redmayne. You think Fantastic Beasts killed Eddie Redmayne? I mean, yeah, he's... Do people put that on he's, him? He's not as prominent as I an feel actor. like he's the... He was, He'll he make was, a comeback. He was the best part of it. I feel like Jupiter yeah. Ascending would have killed Eddie Redmayne. No, that's what, Sky, that's what put him up there. That's what <laughs> skyrocketed him. He goes all out. I, yeah. uh, sorry, side tangent, but uh, side tangent. He, kills it, he kills it in that movie. Somebody's dying. So, all right. J.K. Rowling invented this whole thing, Wizarding Universe. Back in the day, when these books were first coming out, it was known and beloved for being and cultivating this magical feeling that was undeniable, I think, by anyone that came into contact with it. It was prevalent in the movies, seven movies directed by multiple different directors. The music, every amount of detail that went into the films and every page that she wrote about. It was very, very magical. And I think it touched a lot of people's hearts. And then at some point, J.K. Rowling got bored (laughs) and she started tweeting uh, her personal opinions about modern day politics. And she might have killed some of that magic, I think. We're not probably going to touch on what she was talking about or what she said. She certainly made people question the separation between the art and the artist. Yes. If they hadn't before in their lives. Yeah. They started to then. Absolutely. Didn't she also write something called The Cursed Child before that? Or No, No, she didn't write that. That was someone else. She gave approval for somebody to write that. She wrote it. She wrote many, many things. Gotcha. Yeah. Online, there's a place called Pottermore where she's written many, many articles that it has only expanded the universe even further. You could read anything you would want. Anything you could think of that might exist in this world, she's written about it. And there's a whole like separate canonical lore that exists online on Pottermore. But no, she gave somebody like the approval. She approved the story for the cursed child and then this person went and wrote it for stage play so it's it only exists i think as a like a screenplay for adapted to be a play huh but because of jk rowling tweeting and and talking about some things that she maybe shouldn't have an opinion on <laughs> publicly she kind of is like yeah like i said like t- taken away from a lot of the wonder and the magic that exists in the harry potter world and so all that to say it kind of sets up the stage for this game that people were anticipating since before she even started tweeting because i remember seeing leaked footage of this back in like 2017 wow 2016 there was leaked footage of like a, a rpg like an open world like an open thing. world kind of harry potter game and everyone was freaking out about it was and it an actual video yeah or was it just concept video art? Yeah, it was of him as somebody running through a castle and it was like, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. But it, it just, it kept getting delayed and things kept happening. JK Rowling kept opening her mouth and things kept getting delayed. So finally Hogwarts Legacy dropped, uh, was it like in March this year? Tail end of February. February. Yeah. This year or last year? Of 2023. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. This year. <laughs> Time flies. Year. Holy moly. And to the chagrin of JK, it was kind of i don't know it was almost like controversial to play it but at the same time i think anyone that has been a long time harry potter fan just couldn't stay away and had to try it out and see if it could kind of rekindle or capture that magic again and uh i think it did 
for a lot of people, but I, I don't know if it did for everyone. <laughs> um, and right here, we're going to take a break <laughs> to talk about a song because that's something we do. Oh, a song. We've been recommending songs. We've been trying to find a way to incorporate other kinds of media into these podcasts and make okay. them a little bit more entertaining than just hearing us talk. So we play songs that we're listening to. Oh. Like right in the middle as a, as a little respite. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have a song? <laughs> <laughs> Anything you're listening to these days? It's not exciting at all. And it's not unique by any means, but I've been going back. Nothing we do on this podcast is unique <laughs> or exciting. <laughs> I've been going back through uh, through the Postal Service album oh. since the, the anniversary tour is coming up. Yeah. And are you going? Um, I'm I, going. I, are you? I got ticks. I, I didn't get tickets and I still have never seen Ben Gibbard perform in any version of his bands what and he's like one of the last of people that i really really like that i haven't actually seen you and gotta go so i think i take my t- it I will be my taylor swift it will be my version of i might pay more than i would like to for that yeah, show yeah. but uh yeah i may just it's your heiress tour yes yeah that will be my heiress <laughs> tour uh what song from pulse service should we play oh geez I mean, nothing better is the classic. I was just listening to that again. All right. Then right here, we're going to play Ben Gibbard singing in the Postal Service with Jenny Lewis. And the song is called Nothing Better. Will someone please call the surgeon who can crack my ribs and here talking about hogwarts and you just heard a pulse service track <laughs> is this how radio works i don't fucking know yeah for the listener at home we have not stopped at all there was no there was no break <laughs> time is an illusion yeah i felt like there was a break because <laughs> i didn't have to talk i wasn't talking about the whole history of hogwarts you're doing a great job all right so here we are we're in a room all of us have called this room their office at some point in their life. <laughs> That's true. Um, we've invited Matt here to talk as well. Matt, did you feel 
that this game, despite of JK's ramblings, has captured or recaptured the magic of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, Stephen will remember, I was nervous about it coming out as we heard that it was coming and they showed the original trailer. I just kind of felt like with a property like this, like you said, Gabe, maybe one of the most iconic properties in all of media, it just felt like there's no, absolutely no way they can live up to whatever people will have made this game to be in their heads. And that's kind of how I, I like didn't want it to actually come out because I didn't want it to come out and be terrible. And for like the industry as well as for myself, I just wanted it to be great. And so yeah. I was sort of nervous about it, it as it was getting to the release. And then somehow they did it. They've just made a game that, and I'm sure we'll get into the story a little bit as we go, but completely outside of the story, story notwithstanding, it's just really fun. It's really, really fun to play. And as is my personality, I jumped in and got to the character creator and was like, oh, shoot, it's going to take me a long time to do <laughs> yeah. this. I won't be playing for a while because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a lot of time on the character creator. Yeah. But just living in that world, they were able to create a video game world that felt like it captured some of the same magic that you felt when either if you read the books for the first time or I watched the movies as my first exposure to it. Mm hmm I didn't need any story, didn't yeah. need anything to happen. Just liked being in that world, liked being in the castle, liked flying around on the broom once you get that. Yep. And I would say like probably bolstered by, for the most part, really good voice acting and like really good world direction. Yeah, you didn't need anything to happen. I had a good time just True. being around, just yes. flying around. That part of it, they yes. really, really captured, which obviously you have that as a baseline and spoilers we'll get to it i didn't love the story but uh <laughs> but overall even that notwithstanding like loved the game it was yeah. so much fun this is reminding me of a constant argument because i like i said i saw spoilers for this years years ago before the pandemic yeah i was anticipating this game for so long and it, it was just like the penultimate thing for me it was like i want to play this game so bad. All I have ever wanted since reading the books was to be immersed in that world and just walk around the castle. Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted. And this game gave me that, the opportunity to walk around the castle. But there was an argument going on for so long, many, many months, with Gabe. With me? Yeah, because I was like, I'm, I'm. This is my most anticipated game of 2023. It might even be of like the last five years. I was anticipating it more than Tears of the Kingdom. It was like this is like gonna be the best thing. And Gabe was like, Look, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Triple A games. They're not always great. No. Look oh, at, you were being, you were trying look, to temper. He was, was like, Look at Cyberpunk. Uh, oh god. Or what were the other ones you were pointing to? Uh, any of them. <laughs> Anyone that is not from Soft, a Triple A game comes out these days and it's like it's really rough man or it's riddled with like microtransactions and stuff that are going to hamper your enjoyment probably in some way of the game yes so gabe was wrong i want to say gabe was wrong i about love being Hogwarts wrong legacy <laughs> i'm very used because I, I i was like i don't know man i think i think they're gonna pull it off i think the team like i'm watching all these behind the scenes videos before the game even dropped yeah and they did i think they pulled it off it was first time developer right porky games had not made any i mean i'm sure they were collected from that, other studios. I mean, studios. they spent 10 years making yeah, it. Maybe, maybe it was all of their first time. Yeah. They just spent the, spent the 10 years. Yeah. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Uh, if I but meaning, just meaning nothing to point to. Yeah. To yeah. say, 
oh, well, of course we know this is going to be great because they've already made this. Yeah. So it was t- it totally could have gone either way. Yeah. Yeah. And especially as you already described the state of uh, like <laughs> the popular conscience, what they're expecting from Harry Potter in current year. Uh, it wasn't because of JK, you mean? Well, or just like because everything post- we haven't seen anything good since episode. Yeah, seven. even the Fantastic Beast movies, which you love, yeah, yeah. Uh, have gotten a I'm pretty like the only one that likes us. Pretty middling to poor reception. Stupid people. And <laughs> so I was just saying you should gauge your expectations. Um, but yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised. I watched Stephen play a lot. Um, well, through- I was streaming. Oh yeah, yeah. Stephen yeah, would stream on Twitch to one which, person, and it was. Yes. Just, I never do that, but someone gave me a computer. Thank you, Scott Hendricks, and uh, shout out Scott Hendricks. I was uh, on Steam streaming. I think I at some point Street had Steaming. your stream going while I was playing, also, yeah. just to make sure that we were we were staying at similar parts, so that when we ended up talking about it, we didn't have to worry about spoilers. So, Gabe, thanks for trying, but I just love <laughs> being right, so I just wanted to call that out. <laughs> It was a shock, honestly. And I know there there was a, a lot of, well, not a lot. There were some people that had criticism towards some of the game design. Yeah. And it's like some of the combat choices, but. Yeah. So let's talk about the combat in the game. You have a wand, obviously, and you're casting spells. And there's honestly less spells than I would have liked. But there's well, you would have wanted more choices. More choices. More choices, even though there were so few slots to hold them. I was going to say, but. <laughs> but even with the spells that we had, there were too many choices to fill up like the slots. Yeah. You only had, I think, four. And I think at some point you opened an, an extra four. You had, you could you had between. three three, oh, uh, three pages. Four pages. Four. Yeah, maybe four. Four pages All, of four. Uh, up, down, left, And you right, could switch between console. the pages. Yeah. And, and you So... And, but because of that, though, it was kind of complicated, like a little bit too complicated switching yeah. between. The, I always like kind of had my main and then just kind of bombardoed or whatever, but like and just killed everybody. As, I as think I laid I mine out as quadrants of four that each had. Uh, I forget what the categories were, but like a movement spell yeah. and an attack spell and a curse. Like so that unlocking page, door spell. Yeah, that was the, the utility. Once you get into the beast stuff, then you're just burning slots on <laughs> on feed and brushing. <laughs> that was that became the the sort of more annoying administrative part. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. I'm sure with with a future game they could figure out how to hone that in a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, if you haven't caught on by now, only two people in this room have actually played this game. <laughs> And how many finished the story? How many in this room finished uh, the story? Only, <laughs> only one person finished the story. And there you have it, but listeners. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Steven, when's the last time you finished a video game? Define finish. Like 100% it? No, just like completed the main quest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I beat Hades. Oh, that's oh, true. Right. That's fair. Yeah. I can't be critical Look, at all. To be cause... fair, that game is inherently like a roguelike. Did you beat it like all the way many times over? It was hard. Yeah, it was very hard. Uh, I beat Pokemon, but like, that's like, you know, it's Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> that's a child's game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you play way more games than me. I mean, you experience media in all its many facets in, in much more than I do. I think more than most people. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. And also have it's a the, family. It's like, and... the, it's like one of the things I care most about. Yeah. It's like my kids, yeah. my wife, and then media. My games. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it infuriates me when no one else wants to talk about it. Or uh, so, okay. All right. Wait. So we were, on the, we were combat. on the combat. Yeah. Combat was like, it was like. Did it feel pretty one note or did you feel like you were able to, as a player, express yourself through the different systems in the See, game? Yeah, I would have liked more, more customization, I think. 
to me in a world that big where there were so many things that they would need to get right or maybe to say it a different way so many things that they could have gotten wrong that would have put people off because it's so beloved yeah to i think they nailed a good balance between just complex enough that it doesn't just feel like you're you totally can button mash you absolutely could yeah but between dodging and countering spells and the whole like spell lock system where you have to use the right spell on the right person and it felt like it was a weird mix to me at least between god of war and the arkham series of games oh yeah where you have you are like constantly managing multiple enemies but Mm -hmm. it's not just that you have to like spam attacks or anything to be proficient at it you need to do the right thing to the right enemy at the right time yeah and it didn't make it so complex that in contrast there are some of the newer games that maybe the souls like that like you need to be really good In order to be, in order to feel like you're good at the game, you need to actually be really good at the game. And this, I felt like they gave you a good way to feel like you were a proficient spellcaster in the world. And you get the sort of satisfaction of like, oh, I just handled these eight bandits or these eight rogue Mm -hmm. wizards or something like that. In in, in a way that actually makes you like, it felt really cool. It Mm -hmm. felt that between Mm -hmm. between the design and animation, felt like you were a, a strong wizard. Yeah. I think, so that, that brings me to like, the only thing well the main thing that is positive that i have to say about this game which is the design uh of everything everywhere all at once yeah was unbelievable the amount of stuff in the castle alone yeah is is crazy and it felt a bit like the i mean they obviously took inspiration from the book and the movie but Mm -hmm. the only other place i had ever seen it realized like that was Mm -hmm. in the ride in universal studios Mm. where the line through the castle as you get to the ride was at least to me way more interesting and entertaining than the actual ride itself just because there is so riddled with detail and yeah. so many things yeah. to look at. Yeah. Uh, and and walking around the castle felt like that the same way. Yes. I mean, okay, so I like if I could just paint a picture for the, for the people that care or listen to our podcast, all three of you, <laughs> you're walking around the castle. It's got every single thing that you could recognize from the movies in the castle as the design, whoever did the production design in the movies that translated was translated into this game. Everything from the books that exists was also translated. So if you can imagine the great hall being filmed from a specific angle, you never really saw like the turnaround so what's behind the angle that you've seen in the films somebody then went and then had to design the turnaround and what every little thing that you're not seeing in the movies looks like and also the relation according to the description both in the books and the expanded universe that jk created the the extra canon and all the stuff online on pottermore and stuff they took all of that like so oh you walk outside the great hall and then really close by is the moving stairs yeah and to actually and, map it all out yeah to map it all out and someone designing all that and it not being exactly like the moving stairs were in the first couple movies but a little bit like all of the movies was unbelievable like i was like every i was walking around many i, I still love to just turn it on and just walk around and just exist in that world it's one of the reasons i like the uh the playstation spider-man game so much because i just like to uh, yeah. turn it on and just 
swing through the city of New yeah. York, of Manhattan. It's <laughs> so like it's like I don't want to do anything else but just that. Yeah. Like I just want to do that for like an hour because it's therapeutic. And so this game for me is really just therapy. It's like I'm walking around <laughs> Hogwarts. That's it. That's all. I, that's all I that needed for anybody. Essentially, going back to high school yeah. would, would would be described as being therapy. I mean, I would do many things different if I was back in high school, <laughs> and it would be very therapeutic. I gotta hope that that whoever, uh, whatever team was on the level design and the CG modelers and everything, I hope they loved Harry Potter mm-hmm. because if they didn't, then it was probably <laughs> like the painstaking detail that is yeah. clearly put into yeah. this. Yeah. I, it was either a nightmare or a dream for them to work on. I think I think I remember seeing actually the behind the scenes that I was talking about that the people who worked on it were like massive Harry Potter fans, yeah, yeah. and so it was like it, it, truly designed that part shows by that definitely fans. Yeah. shows. And I think that that just speaks to you know how amazing this game was. Like for me, this is an A plus game because it gave me the thing I always wanted, which was to exist in that world, and not only just in Hogwarts, but they also did Hogsmeade, which was like the local town slash market that they all hung out at. You could walk there, you could fly there on a broom, you could... So the only thing this game didn't have, like one of the drawbacks as far as just immersion goes, was uh, the game of Quidditch, which was strange. It was was a weird omission because I think there was like a, a mobile game that was being developed at the same time that tried to launch like around the same month as Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, that was like a just a Quidditch game. I saw advertisements for it everywhere, but it it I never played it. It just looked not as good as Hogwarts Legacy. I'm yeah. like I'm hoping for a DLC one day where we get Quidditch or something, but Would you it does that hold cuz I've heard that said also that's like okay, what would come in the sequel and you got to expand to having Quidditch. Do you feel like that would actually hold enough value to you that that would be a big selling point? The equivalent of like if you just had a Rocket League style game stuck inside this game, would you would you imagine you would go in and just oh, play yeah. that for hours? Yes, it's like so in Ocarina of Time on Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, there is that fishing game where you could just sit there in a lake and fish, <laughs> yeah. and you try to catch the biggest fish. It's yeah. like on, under the log in the bottom of the the lake. Yeah, and I would sit there and play that for hours. And what and position would you pick? Are you a seeker? Oh gosh, I thought you thought you meant in the lake like, <laughs> uh, in Zelda. Uh, Would you go top left corner of the dock, <laughs> bottom right? I was like east and south. Um, I would like to switch between all the positions. Well, all right, we'll see what they have in store. Yeah, I have a question. If before we wrap, are yeah. you going to wrap? Yeah, I'm I just want to hear a little bit about Matt's critique of the story. Yeah, you said the story didn't. That's throw. where I was going oh, right, yeah. to focus back to. And I'll apologize in advance that it's been months since finishing this game which doesn't matter uh, not to like, set this the in the timeline the story is that forgettable <laughs> yeah um so i will i will struggle to recall uh, the way that but i remember having relatively strong feelings when i finished it and i also did play this while having covid which was great for not having anything to do and i just like sat and played it for I think I played for 10 or 11 hours one day um, because of that like immersion oh, level. Amazing. Like I, not only did I have COVID brain, so like time didn't matter, but it did just sort of, you're just in it. You, it was not, uh, I, there was no reason to stop just because the world was so cool and you just keep going and going. I'll never be able to have the experience of having COVID and not having responsibility of trying yeah, to keep true. two tiny humans alive. Right. So, I guess benefit of that's a, awesome. a pretty self-sufficient like, dog like, oh, and, that's ideal. and no that's kids. Ideal, like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it felt like I, that session I felt like was a callback to being like nine years old and being in summer yes, vacation. That's amazing. How much of it were you able to do that day? 
Like, how much of the game were you able to play through? At I some played point, very slow. You probably gave up slow. and just focused on the story at some point, right? Uh, once I, I, I don't remember exactly what level, but I think, Stephen, you had the similar experience that uh, you think you play games that, a similar way that I do, which is do everything other than the main story yeah. until you are so strong that, that the main story is excessively easy. <laughs> Um, which is, uh, I think, a totally fine way to play games. Yeah. And it says nothing about personality no, or no, anything no, no, no. like that. No, sure. Uh, you couldn't read into that for a second. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got relatively high level. So the story was not difficult by any means or playing through the main quest. But I really felt like they set up for a really, really cool sort of philosophical, complex story that then the payoff was as simple as you could possibly get and having no idea if they crafted the story in a way that there are it's intentional that there are going to be more it seems it's a type of story that totally feels like they could never make another one and that would it would be fine it didn't it wasn't a cliffhanger type that was like oh well obviously there's going to be another one Mm -hmm. but they set up this from what i remember they set up this this really interesting story of what can you do with power? What is the purpose of having power? In this case, power being magic or the ancient magic that, oh, that, right. that a couple people had. I forgot. About that. And the whole like uh, backstory history prior to the character that you're playing is there is a wizard that is sensitive to ancient magic, something that is like uh, lives outside of the normal magic that everybody in Hogwarts and in the wizarding world knows. Only a few people can see it. Only a few people can use it there is there's like an ancient wizard that's a Dumbledore type he ends up having this crew of four witches and and wizards that are the keepers of this magic Mm -hmm. and they end up as they get older uh, they are all teachers of Hogwarts they end up having another student that for some reason they have this motif of you come in as a fifth year with like no wizarding experience and I think it's their way to not make you start as a child uh, so and that you, you just can be, kill it. Yeah, yeah. You're just the most experienced fifth year because you can see ancient magic that nobody else can see. So they set this thing up that it, that takes place in the past with uh, another a, a witch that comes in and she has had like past trauma with her family. Her brother died. Her dad is really sad. Essentially, is like uh, living comatose basically just because the pain of of having a son die was too much and. She realizes that with this ancient magic, she can take his pain away. And she is like, of course, so excited to be able to do that for her dad. But what that looks like is the pain gets taken away, but it's represented by this, like, not cursed magic, but like essentially like sort of evil energy or dark or, magic. Yeah, they represent it as just the red versus the blue. The blue is the, <laughs> the blue is the good magic and the red is the the dangerous. Uh, the, the, Where the pain. have we seen that before? Yeah, it's not. It's a totally novel concept. Uh, so th- that to me set up that just not like it's never been touched before. But the interesting question of like, if you can take away pain and that person never has to experience it, would you do that? If you if you suffered some trauma or loss and you had the option hmm. to forget that it even existed and you you never felt that pain, would you do that? And in this case, it was somebody else doing it for you. And that was just like a cool thing to explore, something not necessarily heavier than concepts in the books, but certainly heavier than like philosophical concepts that really get touched mm-hmm. in the in the films. So that's the backdrop. And then the modern day story is essentially goblins versus humans and or goblins versus wizards. And even then it was kind of interesting because it started with a goblin that was obsessed with these wizards that were training dragons and, and wanted to be a part of that, loved dragons. And the goblin 
wants to get in with this crew of wizards and the wizard has uh, conveniently dropped his wand and so the goblin goes to try to do a good thing for him and he picks up the wand to try to give it back to him so that he can like strike up a conversation and the wizard sees the goblin with the wand and is so repulsed that they all beat the hell out of him and <laughs> and so he is forever traumatized of course and has a grudge against wizard kind um, and that kicks off the main villain so you have this like uh, a couple of interesting parallel stories and to me I was throughout the game was it really interested and excited to see where it went along with a couple pretty compelling side quests too the Salazar Slytherin the kid that's the Slytherin oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Slytherin kid's quest who, <laughs> where his, his sister is cursed and he's mm. do, trying to do everything to save her and even if that means delving into, into yeah. dark magic and has a family member that is uh, telling him he shouldn't be doing that, which essentially mm. curses his sister to death. Yeah. Uh, he ends up <laughs> killing his uncle, which is crazy. What? It like forces you to try to figure out if you are on board with that or not, because uh, he's trying to help his sister. So all of these different quests pose all these different really cool, I thought, philosophical questions. Mm. And then as you get into the end, it ends up that you you do they give you a moral choice at the end so you get to i think there's two maybe three endings i'm incapable of making the evil choice in any game ever even though it's just a silly video game i can't make myself do it so i of course only saw the good ending but you you get you have to choose if you're going to be the keeper of this ancient magic that has been stored or if you are going to absorb it all all of the dark magic that has been stored from all the pain that's been taken away from all these people uh, you have to choose if you're going to protect it or if you're going to absorb it and gain power from it or like redistribute it to the world or something. The quote unquote good choice is to be the keeper of it and protect it. And that means that then you kick off to go to the last battle where you have to take on the goblin. Somehow with the ancient magic, he turns into a dragon. They really, <laughs> they don't explain that at all. Oh, so you're fighting a, a giant dragon at the end. There's a really cool scene that seems like the uh, with the success of Avengers Endgame and bringing all of your characters together in an epic battle. That now has happened, at least in games I've played in God of War Ragnarok, as well as this, where you have this like Avengers yeah. Endgame style scene where wow. what which you could you could say it's unoriginal that they're doing again, but it was really cool. Like loved it. Can't say I didn't have tears in my eyes at some point as I'm playing through this last battle. <laughs> But then the battle ends, you defeat, if you are good enough to do it, you defeat the goblin and it just, it just ends. You just like, he had the dark, he absorbed the dark energy, you defeat the villain. And then it's like, all right, hooray, uh, the threat is over, but they don't really pay off any of those concepts. Do you mm. see Daniel Radcliffe in old person makeup at any point? You do, you're still like <laughs> a couple hundred years before, yeah. I think. So no, you don't have to you don't have to suffer through that type of epilogue. Uh, okay. There is an epilogue <laughs> where you're in the great hall and they're congratulating you. Um, they also uh, they just make everything about you as the as the singular student, which is really mm. funny because there's obviously a bunch of people along the way that help you out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was my biggest criticism is they, they had this setup of all of these really cool concepts yeah. and sort of philosophical questions. And then by the end, it just becomes your, uh, your average random video game that is last battle and they kind of move on. So I do, I hope that there's another one so that they can pay some <laughs> of that stuff off uh, and, and actually bring it back yeah. around. Yeah. Mm. But I, the fact that they, they had me for 85% of it, which is great, yeah. including the, the like opening, opening cinematic where within the first 
if I'm remembering right, like three minutes, you see somebody get yeah. straight murdered by a dragon, just chomped. So immediately the, oh, right. your, your character can see the Thestrals that are right in yeah, front of yeah, him, yeah. which that was big contrast to takes the movies a few movies to get a little heavier. Yeah. Um, so you could tell right off the bat that this was going to be a different type of game maybe than you were expecting, which that part was cool. But yeah, to me, they just maybe missed the mark at the end or didn't pay off a, didn't pay off an opportunity that they had hmm. to I keep th- it complex. I think in the Harry Potter like movies or books, the franchise, the payoff philosophically came through the Dumbledore character. Yeah. And they tried to institute the old guy that was helping you the whole time yeah. teacher as kind of that sage wisdom character. So does he say anything to you at the end that kind of tries to round it out as far as like, if not, I oh, mean, if the thing, press my memory. well, the thing though, oh. is that if it's not memorable, then yeah. it's not impactful and, yeah. and that's sad. Then, he, then that's he, where he does. Um, there is like this in the setup. He, his wife is, uh, is either, I forget either an order or a researcher of some sort. And she's been researching. She kind of kicks it off. Cause the, the, path to the ancient magic comes through these trials to make sure that you are weirdly weirdly the ancient wizards decided like this magic must be protected at all costs nobody should ever find it except if they find this artifact then they do these three trials then they can totally find it it's it's totally fine as long as they can do these three trials yeah so his wife who dies out of story at the beginning and they, the throughout the story, you get you learn that she had befriended a goblin, which was like a cool way to to delve yeah. into. There's like weird racism stuff, or not that weird, like pretty obvious racism stuff with humans and goblins, and 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 so she becomes that like really that interesting bridge between she had befriended a goblin because she had no hate in her heart; he was just a, a person to her, and so she's this character that you keep hearing about, and you work with the goblin that she had befriended. And at the very end, one of his last lines is she would have, I forget her name, but he says to your character, she would have really liked you. So that like, you never got to meet her. He obviously cared a lot about her. He yeah. cares about you by the end. Yeah. And so that is like the, the emotional payoff to that part of it, mm. but it isn't really, it doesn't necessarily close the loop philosophically on anything. Not that I remember at least. Is this game canon to the franchise? This is the last I question. don't know if they said. I don't know. I feel like it's set far back enough that it it you has know, it has enough in it that it totally could it's be. It's 200 years in the past? Something like that. Okay. They they uh, it's, so it's Sal- Salazar years. Slytherin is already gone cuz there's like It's 100 years and... before Fantastic Beasts then or like like around something roughly. like that. Well, which not it feels like not a lot changes in those 100 years. Well, the, the, the Wizarding the, World, the Harry Potter world. Progress is slow, I think. Well, no, it's always been like they, they kind of carry all those traditions. Like there's the, like, you know, it's not until the later films or the later books that they all kind of start like incorporating like um, modern day clothes. Yes, yeah, true. Like they, they wear robes and, you know, they, they have all these ancient ways. Yeah. So. I think I looked it up actually. It's about 100 years. Okay. Because I remember looking at the wiki. And I was curious how old Gandalf was, and I think he's like he either was just born or he's yeah he's like a a toddler during Dumbledore? the events of this game. Yeah, Dumbledore is what I meant. Yeah. If all of us together were to unlock a car at the same time, would that be a wiki? <laughs> or is it wiki? Wiki. 
don't know. On that, if all of us were to hold a key in our hand uh, and and walk by a car of somebody we really didn't like and like dig it in yeah. to the paint there you to go. scratch it, that's would a that key. be a wee key? That's a wee key. <laughs> that's a wee key or an us key. Well, on that note, thank you, Matt, for being here. Thank you for having me. This you, was fun. You are you're welcome. My mic is falling. Um, right here at the end, we usually play a song. Gabe. Don't make me pick again. No, please, no sample please, the score. Please find something from the score because the music oh, was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was the great. It was good. Otherwise, we're just playing John Williams because that's never bad either. So, but let's. let's... <laughs> You're nailing this. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you another time. <laughs> <laughs>